0: If Abraham Lincoln were alive today, what political party would he belong to? That's one of many questions in Did Lincoln Own Slaves? and other frequently asked questions about Abraham Lincoln. We'll find out the answer on Civil War Talk Radio. Let's sing that new song. My music track, track, track From oh the Jack, Jack, Jack Plays MP3s Three threes and I download fast, fast, fast. I read the bits, bits, bits on the microchips, chips, chips. And I burn, burn, burn all my favorite hits, hits, hits. By the 6th grade, many girls lose interest in technology, but parents can help keep them updated. Go to girlsgotech.org. A public service announcement brought to you by Girl Scouts of USA and Ad Council. Looking for answers in real estate? We break it down for you. Each week, the Exeter Group explores how successful investors evaluate and acquire real estate to build their portfolio. From financing tips, tax and accounting strategies, and advice on how to control risk, the Exeter Group entertains and informs while divulging secrets used by the most successful investors. Tune in to the Exeter Group every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on World Talk Radio Studio A. Hey, how you doing? Educational videos, top quality, right here. You'll never hear anyone selling education on the street. But with free family learning programs, you can get the education you need. Call 1-877-FAMLIT1 for information on free learning programs. 1-877-FAMLIT1. Check it out, check it out. We your GED right here, guaranteed, ma. Huh? Come on, check it out. Free family learning programs from the National Center for Family Literacy. Brought to you by the National Center for Family Literacy and the Ad Council. You're listening to World Talk Radio, where the world comes to talk. Welcome back to Civil War Talk Radio. I'm Jerry Prokopovich. Today, indulging in self-interview about my book, Did Lincoln Own Slaves and Other frequently asked questions about Abraham Lincoln. A few questions have been coming in across the email wire here. Uh, one was a question where I, uh, about something I said in the first segment. At the Lincoln Museum, I trained the, uh, the volunteer museum guides, or docents, uh, D-O-C-E-N-T-S, a term not uh, used more within the field than outside uh, and not in every English-speaking country. But uh, docents uh, are, it was a term I had never heard till I worked at the museum, and then I got to throw it around along with all kinds of other good museum jargon. Um, but the question, what are docents, uh, what, what does the term mean? It's uh, the guides, the, the, the tour guides, the people who answer your questions, take you from gallery to gallery, uh, who are actually trained uh, to make sure that the Group of fifth graders doesn 't spend too long in any one gallery, move them along so the next class can get in. Uh, they are as much uh, uh, sergeants as they are uh, uh, instructors. They have to keep the groups moving and they they do a good job of it. Uh, they certainly did at the Lincoln Museum and they do most places. Uh, another question uh, coming in is how many books uh, how many biographies of Lincoln are there out there? Uh, Opening the book here that I've written to see the answer, I find uh, there's not a precise answer to the number of biographies, but uh, in 2002, a search for books about famous people uh, in WorldCat, the online worldwide library catalog, uh, found uh, 14,985 entries for Abraham Lincoln. And not all of those are biographies, necessarily, but that's that's a pretty good number. Lincoln was not the most popular figure as the subject of books, however. He came in fourth place, uh, trailing uh, Jesus Christ, 80,834 in first place, Shakespeare, 35,904 in second, and the Virgin Mary with 20,948. It would be an interesting dinner party there. Lincoln did finish well ahead of uh Buddha, Lenin, Joan of Arc and other famous people, but uh fourth place is where we where we have to put him there with some fourteen to fifteen thousand books. The the uh questions about Lincoln I want to get back to in a minute. Uh one of the things I do on the show frequently is ask guests, uh who, uh, who they would like to go back and meet in in the past, if they could get in the Civil War time machine and spend an hour there. Um, it doesn't work on me because I'm, I'm the one who operates the time machine. But I have been thinking about what authors I would like to have on the show who, uh, unfortunately, uh, uh, can no longer uh, can no longer meet because they're no longer with us. Uh, and that's a question uh, we might have to ask guests in the future. what Who would you want to talk to uh, among people who've written about the Civil War? Bruce Catton mentioned earlier would certainly be an obvious choice. Um, as as would Shelby Foote. I had the honor of meeting Shelby Foote uh, one time in the uh, in the bar aboard the the Delta Queen. We were docked in Memphis, and uh, he came aboard to give a lecture to a group that I was accompanying, and afterwards uh, sat in the bar with uh, my wife and myself and uh, insisted that we uh, try a Sazerac, uh, a drink named after the Hotel Sazerac in New Orleans, which I had never heard of. The bartender was not really familiar with it, so uh, Shelby showed him how it was made, and... uh, it was quite an extraordinary and powerful drink, which could be said about the whole evening. It was a fascinating uh, evening of conversation that, uh, and a, a cherished memory, but of course uh, he is no longer with us and could not be on the show. Uh, Benjamin Thomas, author of uh, a really wonderful one-volume biography of Abraham Lincoln from the 1950s, would be a great author to talk to. Uh, Moving outside the ranks of, of Lincoln authors, uh, Thomas Connolly, uh, who wrote uh, uh, about the Marble Man, about Robert E. Lee, uh, uh, Coddington, uh, who wrote of the Gettysburg campaign. Uh, some great authors we lost only recently, who uh, I'm very sorry I never had a chance to get on the show, would include uh, Grady McWhiney, uh, Archer Jones, Brian Pahanka. Uh, these are all people who were, were on the list uh, to be called, and, and unfortunately, didn't. I uh, didn't get them on the show. And then, of course, there are those from the Civil War era uh, themselves who left uh, great books. I uh, enjoyed doing shows with authors who've written about the work of Ambrose Bierce or John William De Forest. Uh, it would be very interesting to talk with them. Uh, and uh, in particular, uh, an author I'd be really curious to talk to uh, would be the author of uh, Cy Clegg uh, and his comrade Shorty, uh, what was his name? Wilbur Hinman, his name. He was an officer in an Ohio regiment, and he wrote about uh, the typical uh, Union veteran in a fictionalized form. The veterans themselves loved, loved his work. Uh, it was serialized in something called uh, the National." The National Review, national Journal, something like that uh and and published in book form uh, Hinman would be somebody who would be wonderful to be able to interview and one day in the great beyond uh we'll do extraterrestrial civil war talk radio. I'll get to talk to all these folks and it will be very interesting indeed. Well, back to uh Lincoln and the questions about Lincoln. The introduction uh, to the segment promised to ask, what about Lincoln's political party? What party would Lincoln belong to today? That is a question that does come up, uh, usually by someone who wants to start a fight, uh, but not always. And uh, my answer, uh, smart aleck that I am, is, well, he'd be a Whig, of course. uh, Because if we could resurrect Lincoln from the dead, to join a political party, we could also resurrect from the dead the the Whig Party to which he belonged for most of his adult life. He was, as he put it, always a Whig in politics. Uh, he was different from the other uh, from the majority of the frontier farmers in Illinois in, in becoming a Whig rather than a Jacksonian Democrat in the 1830s. And he followed the policies of the Whigs well into the 1850s. Uh, he was not the founder of the Republican Party, as uh, some people mistakenly think. Uh, the Republicans began to coalesce out of the the forces arrayed against uh, Stephen Douglas, the anti-Nebraska forces. Uh, some of them former Whigs, some of them former Know Nothings, some of them disaffected Northern Democrats, uh, and they eventually uh, pulled themselves together into a single party and adopted the name Republican. Uh, but Lincoln was far from the first to jump ship from the Whigs and join the Republicans. Indeed, he was uh, uh, clung to the uh, the Whig wreckage longer than uh, than many others, waiting to see uh, when his friend Josh Speed wrote him a, a letter uh, asking, "What party do you belong to now?" He, he said, uh, I, "I think I'm a Whig. Uh, I'm I'm not." Uh, uh, but you say there are no Whigs, so so he's, he's not willing yet to say uh, that he's given up. Of course, he does become a Republican, and the the question, what party would Lincoln belong to today, is really one uh, designed to ask uh, the listener's opinion of the policies of the current parties. Do you see the uh, Republicans as the heirs of Lincoln? Uh, uh, do you see or or do you believe that the, the Democratic Party has taken over the uh, uh the, the mantle of, uh, of of Lincoln's views? If uh if you ask most people in the field, what what happens uh in my experience is you get the same answer about Lincoln that you would get if you asked what party do you belong to today? Because everybody wants to get right with Lincoln. Everybody wants Lincoln on their side. Uh, Alan Gels, I mentioned earlier in the show, who uh, tends to hold uh, conservative views, has uh, written that Lincoln would certainly have voted, uh, I think he wrote this back in around 2000, He said Lincoln would have voted for the Republican in the 2000 or maybe 1996 election. Um, ask Harold Holzer the same question, who once worked as chief of staff or chief spokesman for Mario Cuomo, and Holzer will tell you that Lincoln would, of course, uh, vote for a Democrat today. Uh, each of them, uh, I don't mean to belittle either of their views, or they're both people I respect very highly and, and, and admire their scholarship on Lincoln. And they can both make credible cases for what Lincoln would have done today. Uh, you can argue that Lincoln would still be the, uh, the belong to the, the party of uh, unfettered capitalism and uh, small business uh, and uh individual responsibility and, and would thus be uh, uh a former whig now republican or you can argue that Lincoln would uh, uh, the great emancipator would side with the party of the civil rights struggles of the, the 60s uh and uh, Lincoln as as in- instrumentalist in in government, one who who once said uh, the purpose of government is to do for individuals what they cannot do in their individual capacities, Uh, thus would be almost a New Deal Democrat uh, supporting government helping people when they can't help themselves. Uh, Both cases uh, are plausible. Um, My answer, as as I write in the book, is, uh, is very clear. Lincoln would obviously belong to the same party that I belong to let's look at some other questions here um, what else can we say about uh, abraham lincoln uh... A related question to to that is would lincoln get elected today uh, given his appearance uh... his his voice uh... it's a common misconception that lincoln had a deep uh... manly uh... low voice that could. Speak in these rolling tones four score and seven years ago like that um but of course that's the voice of uh, raymond massey the great actor who played lincoln in uh uh in abe lincoln in, in illinois or was it young mr lincoln i have to look at my own book to remember which book that was um or which movie that was uh it was abe lincoln in illinois uh it seems to me uh and I, I'll, I won't dodge this question like the last one. Uh, yes, of course Lincoln could find a way to get elected. Uh, he mastered new technologies all through his career. He used the telegraph as no uh, president had used it before, certainly as no military commander-in-chief had used it before. He used photography uh, as a campaign tool as no one had used it before. He understood the power of new media, uh, he would surely adapt to the new media of, of any century. Uh, he was he was a smart man, and he would know how to do it. If his voice or his appearance weren't suited to the uh, the ideal of the day, uh, if he didn't look like a movie star or, or sound uh, like a movie star playing him, uh, he would have found a way to work that to his advantage, I'm sure. Uh, he... It was his language above all that that got him elected, that made him the leader he was, that makes him famous as he is today. And he would have found a way to get that language out before the public, uh, just as he did in the 1860s and 1850s. Uh, He would find a way to do in the 21st century. So yes, I think Lincoln could indeed get elected today. Well, the music says we're at an end. I appreciate your indulgence in letting me talk a little bit today about did Lincoln own slaves and other frequently asked questions about Abraham Lincoln Uh, I hope we can meet somewhere on the uh, trail uh, as I talk about the book and uh, if not look forward to meeting you back here the next time we do Civil War Talk Radio